At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thanks so much for listening. We've got a good episode for you this week. Stanford Steve, who is part of the ESPN's Scott Van Pelt Sports Center, joins the show. He is uh, Scott's partner in crime on Bad Beats, which I love. If you read Train of Thoughts, you know, I post it every week for you guys to watch because uh, they do it late Monday nights. So in the Tuesday Train of Thoughts, I always give you Bad beats. If you're a uh, gambler or someone who's interesting in the gambling business, you will enjoy this podcast with Stanford Steve, where we get into bad beats, how they do the segment, and then get into some betting stuff. We talk about the two college football playoff games, uh, worst bad beats of the year, and a couple of other things. So good interview with Scott and then, um, excuse me, Steve. And then uh, after that, we have Train of Thoughts with Sal Licata, where we discuss a variety of topics, including... uh, something I had to get off my chest about the NFL television rules officials who, in my opinion, for the most part are useless. And then uh, get into some other stuff about Christmas trees and um, upcoming John Madden documentary. So stick around for train of thoughts after Stanford, Steve, if you missed any recent episodes, Jim Miller was on last week to talk about his new HBO book and about a bunch of HBO shows over the years. Two weeks ago, we had an all train of thoughts, Thanksgiving edition with me and Sal Kenny main on the podcast recently, as well as Becky Lynch, Kevin Clark, Al Michaels. If you missed any of them, go into the archives, check them out and subscribe. All right, here we go with this week's episode, Stanford, Steve, followed by train of thoughts right here on the SI media podcast. All right. Joining me now, one of the, two people who are part of the best weekly sports segment on all of sports television, which is bad beats on sports and with Scott Van Pelt, his partner in crime on that segment, Stanford, Steve, AKA Steve Coughlin joins me now on the SI media podcast. Steve, thanks for doing this. How are you? I appreciate you having me, Jimmy. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, listen all the time. Uh, you have a good time and I appreciate that. That's what it's about. I think people want to laugh and have fun when they're listening to podcasts and stuff like that. So, I love bad beats. 
in my role in that. That's what I try. That's what I try and do. You try and do. So it's about having some fun, man. That, that, yeah. That's what I look forward to trying to give people. It's it's interesting because that segment is nothing but fun, but also painful for you know some of us <laughs> who have experienced it. So it's a weird thing that you're having fun with the pain, but that's what Bad Beats is sort of all about. Tell no, me. No doubt. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. Um, it's If you've been there, you've been there. You know, and it's just, it's so funny because with social media now and the reaction you get, um, you know, I'll send the clip out when I get it from my people. And, you know, a lot of people, that's the way they see it now. Uh, I wish they would use the DVRs, but they, uh, they rely on Twitter. You know what? Everybody yeah. watches. It believes everything on Twitter. Uh, yeah. But no, like, you know, the younger demo with, with gambling opening up everywhere and people getting more invested, like. You could tell it's their first time being a part of it, and there's nothing like it. Everybody remembers their worst beats uh, more than their best wins all the time, even in real football. You talk to coaches, players, whatever level, they all remember the losses more than the wins. It's 100% true, 100% true. And um, it's funny because you said you said even the coaches know it. I mean, and you mentioned the gambling uh, – how it's gotten so bad. I mean, did you ever expect where we, where we are right now, would ever come in terms of how big gambling has gotten? I mean, it, you know, it started slowly with a few States here and there legalizing it, but the way the sports have embraced it, even the networks in terms of advertising, they still won't do it during the games. Yeah. I, I'm a little shocked at how big it's gotten. What about you as someone in this world? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, watching, I mean, you're a game watcher. I pride myself of being a game watcher. Um, yeah, it's everywhere. Um, and it, it's getting, you know, it's gotten pretty crazy. Uh, but I think it's going to continue until it's everywhere, you know, and, and, you know, being here in Maryland, you know, they're still trying to go through things and then literally driving over to Virginia and being able to do it on your apps and then, the state of New Jersey just posting their monthly numbers every month. It has to be astounding to other states. It's free money. Like, Bigger than it's Vegas. It's free money. Yeah, they're bringing in more money than the Vegas sports books. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I know what I'll be doing when I'm on the train driving up to Army Navy this week. I'll tell you that. <laughs> right. All right. And then I'm here stuck in New York where we don't have it. I mean, New York, which is supposed to be this you know big progressive place, and we're so backwards on this, and we still don't have yeah. it. It's so frustrating and, you know, it, it, it's just, it's so bizarre to live in this time where, you know, we're in this time where we think we have access to everything, access to everything. Mm -hmm. And I have friends yep. tell me like, you know, they'll drive to Jersey and as soon as they hit that border, they can, you know, access the app and yeah. it's just crazy that we're, that New York is so behind the times here. I went, I went over to Virginia for the Virginia Notre Dame game a couple of weeks ago and uh, our buddy Chris Long was taking me in and you know, I literally got there, I think, at like 12.05, and I'm like, shit, I forgot to bet. He's like, right. you're in Virginia. I'm like, oh, that's right. And here we are watching the noon games <laughs> firing away on the game. I'm like, this is this is a whole different animal than watching games in Maryland, I'll tell you that. Right. It's, it's funny you brought that up because I think this, this sort of ties into what we were talking about. You know, you get let's say you get there at 12.05, kickoff has started. Yeah. You can still make that bet with the live in-game, and I think mm -hmm. that – for me, I was just, I guess, maybe naive or stupid. That's what I didn't figure becoming so huge is the in-game. The in-game betting, I think, is really what's brought this to another level. And as well as sort of the um, 
the daily player betting that you can. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember when I used to use the offshore sites, they'd have prop bets for this Monday night game and the yeah. Sunday night game. I mean, now there's prop bets on every player in Everything. every game. And I think that's what I didn't factor in to leading to this explosion. That's been my experience just talking to people. What about you? No, no doubt about it. Now, I will say this, uh, a couple things. You know, you said you're stuck in New York. I do know a couple guys in New York if you do need to get something in, okay? Just just let me know if you need that. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> there's been a place that's gotten a lot of my money this year. So, I, I'm unfortunately, I'm okay in that department. Um, no, but with the live and the daily fantasy, yeah, it's nuts. But, it, but here's the deal where it's different, Jimmy, to me and you uh, growing up, right? Growing up, we could make a phone call and not have to put anything down, and we were on credit. And I think, I mean, relatives, you know, friends that were older, you hear horror stories about guys owing money, right? But with the the daily fantasy and and the live betting and these apps, your money's up front. You can only lose, you know, your money's where your mouth is. You put it up, all right, it's gone in the instant. The second you lose, there's no avoiding phone calls, changes your phone numbers, they got it. So in, in a lesson learning aspect which i think we all needed to do as a youngster growing up uh you know and finally getting into it when you had a little money in your pocket that that it's already paid it forward to me you know the the people see how fast it's gone um and and also yeah i mean i think it's a a, a perfect example of you see you know people wanting to do daily fantasy and and make it a lineup for an nfl sunday and and throwing 20 bucks you're right now now those guys get into a league now they got 10 guys in the league those $20 add up because, you know, they're all going somewhere, um, you know, with other fees you have and stuff like that. So the little itty-bitty stuff, you know, is is adding up to the – and that's why I think you're seeing this number because everybody's doing it. Um, you know, wives are doing it. Girlfriends are in a league uh, for fantasy, you know. So it's 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 everywhere. Um, it's plastered everywhere. And I think it's going to continue to be everywhere until everywhere has it. I, and I never, I never expected people – to, you know, I know people, shout out to my good buddy and former colleague, Matt Dollinger, who they don't bet the games. They won't bet a side or total. They're betting who's scoring the first touchdown and, yeah. you know, who score, you know, will this guy score a touchdown? I, I didn't expect that to become so popular where the people that they don't even bet the game. They're just betting the props. Yeah. Well, it's also too, I mean, social media also like, you know, we're on there and we're reading stuff. Like if somebody's like, hey, I talked to somebody, I heard so-and-so's targeted on a lot of the first drive this week in the first 15 plays. Oh, let me see if there's a prop on that. You know, right, like it, right. the word of mouth still is, is stronger than anything in the world. And, and inside information is, is what people call it. Uh, that's still, that's still, you know, um, transitions to everybody. So I, 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 but getting back to it, I think all those small increments, they, they all add up and you're seeing it. Everybody loves to have it. There's nothing like having an action game on it. Um, I still say, you know, before now with the Raiders and everything, when the Pac-12 basketball tournament moved to Vegas and they were playing at MGM, there wasn't a better event in the world to me because I grew up going to the Big East tournament uh, every year. It's, it was the best thing in the world. You sit in Madison Square Garden for four games a day, and it was awesome. You call your guy and you made it. Yeah. In the Vegas Pac-12 tournament, you literally – Major bet, walk down the hallway and watch the game live. Right. There, right. there's nothing, nothing like that. Um, that is, so yep. it's, 
it, 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 it's as good as it gets in my opinion. Uh, so that's the way I look at it. Yeah, me and my buddies, we used to go to Vegas every year for the tournament to yeah. watch in the sports books. And, you know, there mm-hmm. was the rush we would get when they would announce like the halftime lines, you know, I miss that, <laughs> you know, now it's all on the phone and it's all, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I want to, there's so much to get into with the gambling, but I'm going to do like a left turn here and then we'll get back on the highway. Cause I just, I want to talk a little bit about you. Um, Cause you know, you and Scott are great on bed beats. Everyone who has heard this podcast or reads my column, they know I'm, I love bed beats. It's like yeah. my weekly thing. Um, how did it start where give us a little background on how you end up becoming sort of Scott's partner on that? Cause it's obviously his show. I know you got, you know, you've done radio with him in the past and yeah. Um, and, and tell people, well, let me start with this before we get into Scott. Get, I know you do the bad beats. I know you have the podcast with um, Chris. Give us like an overall of what your job is in your day to day and week to week. And then tell me how you got into the bad beats with Scott. Uh, well, it's, I mean, football season is as busy as it gets, right? I mean, you know, it starts uh, Monday nights. I'll start there with bad beats. You know, we're formulating all day, uh, going back and forth with show staff between what people have submitted, social media, what guys have clipped off. We got an email chain uh, throughout the weekend, and we get that going. Tuesday, it's sort of take your breath. All right, what are we looking at? Um, you know, starting to formulate things. Wednesdays, I tape uh, the Stanford Stephen the Bear podcast uh, every week. Um, Scott and I do a podcast, usually on Mondays. Uh, it's more of a recap. Uh, we try and do that, just being initial reaction to what we see. We sit and watch uh, game, NFL games all day with Tim Hasselbeck, who comes down to D.C. every Sunday that we love. Um, I, I do my friend Chris Long's podcast every week. Uh, I do Daily Wager uh, on you know certain days of the Daily week wager, uh, during yeah, the that's season. I, yeah, that's so, uh, yeah, it's hectic, um, but I love it. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I first started as an as a entry level at ESPN Radio in 2004. Um, and just worked my way up. I started working with Rosillo first, and then obviously the Rosillo and Van Pelt thing started, and uh, Scott and I got to know each other there. And as the gambling thing is getting in, you know, Scott's throwing in on games. I'm throwing in. Ryan obviously always was, you know, in and around it and had his times prior. I think um, he is, as we were talking before, might have learned his lesson earlier than others uh, with gambling, like we all did. Uh, But we tried Bad Beach on the radio. And it, it would do it, you know, it was, it was one thing. I mean, they were all, they're always there, you know, right. but the idea of not being able to visualize it, right. You know, in radio, we were just, you know, reading a, ba- you know, a, a game cap or game recap story and it just didn't have it. And, and people wanted to be in it. They would call, Hey, did you see, you know, Iona the other night and this and that. And it was just kind of t- tough to do. And, you know, when they, Scott gets the, the TV gig, you know, he, he said, I want you to come with me. You know, we're, we're, we're going to do this. And Bad Beats was one of the things he said we are going to do. And he deserves all the credit. He said we were going to do it. I was going to be with him to do it. And here we are, almost seven years into it, and, and we're, it's still going. Um, but it's he deserves it all. It's a very cool thing that he brought you into that because, you know, a lot of yeah. people in that position have egos where they're not letting someone else get some shine. So I, it's cool mm-hmm. that Scott let you do that for sure. Um, and it's funny because you mentioned about doing it on the radio, you know, here in New York, growing up as a kid, you know, we had Steve Serby in the New York Post, Mr. Loser. That's why they call me Mr. Loser. He and it's funny because he did such a great job with that column. Mm-hmm. But even, you know, you can't replace seeing the actual play. I mean, no. you know, I the last time I had SVP on, I told him, I think 
and I, I have such a bad memory. So the details will escape me, but the, my favorite bed beat, I think it was two years ago. It was probably before the year before the pandemic. There was a, it was one of those um, mountain West games, Wyoming against effort with the snow where the yeah. team declined the penalty. You can't enjoy that without, you have to see the snow. No. You have to see the coach declining the penalty. I mean, you can explain it and people could grasp it, but you can't replace seeing that's my all time favorite that you guys have. Ever, yep. I didn't have that game, but um, <laughs> when you have a coach declining like penalties, yeah. it, it was, um, but yeah, but Serbia did a great job with it, but you can't replace, you know, being able to, to see it now. And you know, what's interesting. About, I, I think what, you know, if you're in the business and you're, fo- and you're following it, I think people think that might be an easy segment to do, but I actually think it's very difficult from this standpoint. You could, I, I'd love to hear what you think about this. Everyone knows what the outcome is going to be. Like if you're showing okay. it, you know, it's a bad beat. So if you're, you know, showing, I'm just making up stuff, you know, LSU minus four and you, you know, you know, the end's going to be, they don't cover. So when people know the ending, it's sort of like, you've got to, it's on you and Scott to be entertaining enough to keep people interested throughout. And that is not easy to do. In my opinion, love to hear what you think. No, it's not at all. And that's, it actually happened this week where I felt bad. We couldn't do it. There was a Notre Dame, Boston college over under, and they needed four points in the last four minutes to hit the over. And they didn't do it. They scored two points between the two teams in the last four minutes. And with us, with the time, you know, restraints we have, we follow Monday Night Football. We want to do it on Monday so everybody sees it. It's our biggest audience. And we didn't have the real estate to tell that story because you have to show how bad it was with right. missed shots. And that's, I mean, what, some of the most painful things, and, and college basketball is, is number one on the list, is over-unders or teams missed free throws. Like, it's terrible video to show people. But when you're watching it, you're like, come on please make this free throw, please make this free throw. And sure enough, clank, they missed. But that takes time, and it's really hard to tell the story. And we've we've had some arguments on the show just about, hey, what's the best video, all right? You know, we want to tell the best stories, but what's the best video where, where the people, it's going to resonate, you know? And, and that's what's tough because I think the underbetters are still, I think about older relatives that grew up, you know, betting the Giants in the under every NFL Sunday. But right. but. Being able to tell that story is, is just tough because you don't have the real estate, and it's it sometimes it gets boring. Um, but if you lived it in that moment, you're sitting there because it's going on and on and on, and you're like, I just need one more, just need one more, and it just doesn't happen. Right. That that's the tough part. So yeah, the, the the criteria, the 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 video is huge. Um, you know, crowd crowd uh, reacts. You know, we've had games in Vegas a couple weeks ago. Michigan played, and they uh. UNLV unexpectedly fouls down 12 and they're getting 12 and a half and the whole place is Michigan people. And just, I mean, we're trying to zero in on the crowd and highlight people like he's got a ticket. He's got a ticket. He's got a ticket. So it's, it's, it's a visual part to tell the story, which, which makes it. And that's what we want to do the best at. And that's what we try and do. Everything you've said just now makes me feel so much better. I, about, I don't do many smart things in life, but one of the smartest is I stopped betting college basketball and NBA, but college basketball a while ago. And because the college basketball, more than the NBA, the miss, the amount of missed layups and free throws in a game in college, you know, I'd watch the tournament, bet these games. And I'm saying it's like, miss the, 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 I don't want to get into a whole other stuff. The quality of, you could talk about excitement all you want. The quality of playing college basketball is horrific with the missed Mm -hmm. free throws, missed layups. Everything's a three pointer. So I was like, this, 
I didn't enjoy betting the games. Any. It wasn't, I can lose a football game and still have fun betting it in a, in a loss, which is sick in a way. The basketball is not enjoyable to me on any level when, you know, that stuff happens. So thank you for letting me feel better about myself. And <laughs> you obviously it. you and you and SVP have some great byplay between the two of you. I'm curious how much, I don't want to use the word rehearsal because I doubt you rehearse it, but how much is planned spoken about beforehand? Is it, is it all ad lib? How, do, do you know what he's going to say? Is it just by play that you do naturally? Tell me how you guys do the segment. Uh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll on our, you know, we do a, an afternoon zoom call uh, every day, um, you know, before uh, we go into work where we're formulating a show. Hey, this is a guest on the show. This is what we're doing. But as far as bad beats goes, you know, we have that list. Uh, I think I think last week and the week before, the video clip alone of the games we wanted to show was like 29 minutes. And it's like, all right, well, we got to narrow that down. Um, but with with these games, you know, we had Northern Colorado and Montana State the other night, which was an all-timer. Uh, but to, to be able to do it, we watched the clip like in our office when we got into work. We just watched it. We don't say anything. Okay. We just watched it just to get names down. And we want to try and be as, as, as correct as we can, you know, with, with people. Even if this is their one time on there, we want to make sure we get their names right. right. So we'll watch it. You know, last week we watched it one time through the clip in the office. And then we went down and we did it. I mean, we've been doing them live lately because of the NFL games going long. And, and we know we got to, you know, that, that's got to be our, you know, they call it the accordion segment where we can make it as short as long as we can. So um, it's it's no, there's no rehearsal. Um, I just think it's, you know, over 10 years of knowing each other. And, and also the disgusting thing about he and I is most of the time we have watched these games live. Um, I spend my Saturdays college football starting with game day in the morning and I'll watch games all the way through. I stayed up to watch USC and Cal the other night that kicked off at 11 o'clock Eastern and got over about 230. Uh, college football is my thing. Uh, but college basketball, it's going to turn into now. You know, we got games yeah. tipping off later and later. Uh, so it, it does help that we've watched it already. But, you know, we don't really watch games together. He's got family. I got family. Uh, but Mondays, we try and put it all together and 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 um, and do something for the fans to, to make it entertaining. That, that That's the biggest thing. I want to – I want you know, I listen to a podcast. I listen to a radio show. I want to I laugh uh, right. and, and have people make me laugh. And that's what I just try and do for people, man. I, I think – it's something that we need with, with so much negativity around. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> 
Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Well, maybe this will make you laugh since you mentioned that USC Cal game. I do this phenomenal, phenomenal college football pool with pool with a few buddies of mine where mm-hmm. we pick five games every Saturday, one best bet. You could do side or total. Okay. And whoever has the most wins at the end of the month wins 50 bucks from every guy in the pool. So you can do it for three months. You're not, gotcha. not a, you always have yep. action basically for the season. <laughs> and I was tied with one guy for the last week of the season, this Saturday. And he had the, un, no, he had, yeah, he had the under in USC oh. Cal. So if the game goes under, he wins the month's pool. If it goes over, I get the month's pool. And I sat there and I said, I, I can't, as much as I want to be a degenerate, I cannot stay up till 2 a.m. watching these two teams to see if the game's going to go. I, I, I just couldn't do it. I went to bed and then I woke up in the middle of the night and checked the score. But I said, am I, am I really at 11 o'clock going to watch? I mean, you know, I'm in New York. College football is not a big, USC Cal of all games, you know. <laughs> So and then I so you watched it. What, what, did I did it, the over didn't even come close? But what, did I even I should, well, I made the right decision? Obviously, right? Yeah, I might I might have given out USC as a pick earlier in the week just for ha-has because it yeah. was the last game of the week. And being the degenerate I am, I knew I was going to be watching. USC probably turned the ball over three times on the ten yard line going in, a couple times on down. Yes, you know, I'd rather not goes. know that. Two, I'd rather two, not three know and that. eight teams playing for absolutely nothing and. You're on the wrong side, and that's the perfect yeah. way to end the season. So everything went the way uh, that I thought it would be, and yeah. it was great that I finally got to watch it to end the season. It was glorious. It was, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was something. It's funny because I have had, I have had, I've definitely had a couple of moments, maybe two or three moments this season, where I've seen you tweet about a cover in a game, and I'm like, I can't believe he's even locked in on that game. Like, you know, I get most of it. I, you know, I. I'm a diehard like CBS Sports Network. I love all those crappy mm-hmm. shit games on that network with those conferences. But there's been a couple you've tweeted. I'm like, wow, he's really he's he's even into that one there. Interesting. Well, I mean, with the you know pandemic going on and everything, and moving down to uh, DC, and I've I've literally formulated my living room into a sports book. Uh, I have three TVs. I'll even have the iPad going on. On a college football Saturday, uh, I have three daughters, eight, five, and two. So we have another room in the house. Uh, they do go to bed on time. So that's when daddy gets his time to, to watch games. So right. I'm DVRing games that I miss my, you know, when we were out in soccer or whatever, watching those games back. I might not be on time with everything, but I try and watch everything as live as possible. But, uh, yeah, through the week, um, it's, it's college football uh, for me. Um, nonstop, and that's why I, I, I you, you say you stopped with college basketball and NBA. 
I've sort of – like, I'll look at it more now that college is over. But the NFL, to me, I still say, if you bet multiple games every week and you win money at the end of the year, I think you're a liar. I really do. Like, it's it's insane I, to me. Like, last week, last week, I was like, you know what? I'm just looking at the circumstances, and the Patriots have covered seven in a row. And, you know, I did Chris, I did Chris's spot on Thursday and, and, and ours on Wednesday. I was like, you know what? I think Buffalo's my lock of the year this year. I, I think they're going to they're, – they're in a situation. They're at home. Bill's Mafia, Monday night. New England's been red hot. They're going to get cold. They'll, Buffalo win. I didn't look at the weather. I didn't know it was going to be 60 miles hour. And here it comes on Monday. I'm still paying attention to college all week. I'm like, oh, so there's serious weather in, in Buffalo. Great. Glad I well, that- put my name on that one. I will say this. If you do a picks thing, like you said, you tape your pot on Wednesdays. I, that, I, you know, everyone deserves sort of a, 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 a mulligan when they do that because so yeah. many things change. Um, I'm happy to say I had Patriots money line in that game. I had, but there I mean, go. I bet, I bet that right before the game when I saw the weather yeah. and I knew that one guy on the sidelines, a genius and I don't love the other mm-hmm. coach. So that's, you know, and it was only, they, it ended up only being like plus plus one thirty, I think, or plus plus one thirty five, yeah. but um so I went page. I would have agree- I would have disagreed with your statement about winning money betting the NFL if you made it last year. I'm almost on board with it. This year has been unlike any other. I've never seen mm-hmm. it this year. Where you know the Texans beat the Colts, the Jets yeah. beat the Bengals. Um, you know I could go on and on. There's been there's so many of them. There was one last week, but I can't. I'm drawing a blank on it. Um, oh, the 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 Lions beat the Vikings. Yeah. Um, this year for me in the NFL has been like any other with with not even covering, but underdogs winning. I saw a stat. Yeah. I mean, underdogs are doing tremendous in the NFL this mm-hmm. year. It used to be for me personally, it used to be like I'd lose a ton of money on Saturdays betting college because <laughs> there's too many games. There's too many yeah. ways to get in trouble. Yep. The game's from noon to two in the morning and there's a game every half hour. So there's too much. Mm-hmm. And I would always win money in the NFL because you more disciplined. It's one and four and you're done. Uh, you know, one game at night. Correct. I wouldn't bet the props. So I would be able to pick this year has been complete anarchy in the NFL with that. That's at least my assessment on that one. Yeah. And I, I still see so it go back to the NFL. I go back to my uncles always tell me like Monday night, right? If the Monday night game was at one o'clock on a Sunday, would you be betting? Would you be betting it? If it was in the mix of all the other games and I've tried to hold on to that and you know, it's just, it, you can't do it. Like you said, when you talk about the player well, props and all that, like Monday night is its own animal and it's really hard to lay off knowing that we're going to be watching the game. No doubt about it. If you are a, if you like to bet on sports and especially football, you're going to bet every standalone game. The only time I won't bet a standalone game is if I'm going out and I can't watch the game. Gotcha. Now, Sunday, you know, it would be smart to pick your spots if you can. I would say that. <laughs> Give me, um, I want your own personal worst bad beat of the season, college football or NFL. And then give me what you think is the worst bad beat of the college NFL. It might not be the same because the ones that happen, you know, I'll give, like, for instance, for me personally, there was a Tom Brady, there was a Bucks game in prime time. I forgot who they played. I bet over. I think it was over half a rushing yard for Brady. Last drive of the game, he rushes for three yards, takes three knees, goes down to zero, and I lose the bet. So, like, that was my personal worst bet, worst bet beat. But I know there's been some, um, you know, with the 
flea flickers, at, not flea flickers, laterals at the end of the games. Give me your per, the one that's, that in your head is a personal one, and then one overall that you could say that was probably the worst bad beat. College or NFL? Uh, I think it's the Cowboys Patriots uh, this year. I had the Patriots, of course. I think it's the last game they didn't cover. Uh, getting four and a half at home. Uh, crazy pick six. Right. Mac Jones throws. He comes back, makes the play. Uh, then they're down. They're down. They're down two. So then they go for two. You're praying they don't get it because then you know it's done. Of course they get it. And then um, or no, that that the, the, the two pointer put them up three. So then if they just didn't get it, they'd be up one. Of course Dallas comes down and kicks the field goal, goes to overtime. You still have a chance, but you know in the back of your head a touchdown kills you. There's still a possibility for a touchdown. Cowboys scored a touchdown. I also was in Vegas with a bunch of guys watching that that weekend. So give me, that, give, I need give me like the vibe because now you got you got uh, two no, of this like was, this was in yeah. at, at a house. Like okay. everybody was on the same side. Like it was we had a if if that would have hit, it would have been the greatest weekend I ever had in Las Vegas. Like the Saturday treated us great. Um, we were at uh, Circus Sportsbook, uh, Circa the the stadium swim for that. Uh, if you if you haven't been out there. You got to go check that out. It's it's unbelievable what Derek Stevens and his his people have done out there. Uh, but that's that's the new spot for me to watch games is Circa um, between okay. the stadium swim, which is just cabanas and pools and the, and the giant screens, and then their sports book inside is incredible. Uh, they've tied that. You know, a couple of Easton guys are are in there doing their shows too. It's an awesome awesome atmosphere. It has. I mean, for game watchers, that's what you want. Circa, um, yeah. And and yeah, circus absolutely incredible. So that's that's my go-to place now in Vegas, no doubt about it. There there's some games during the year that you know I, I I'll say to myself that that's a sports book game. That's a game I'd love to be in the sports before Patriots Cowboys would have been. You have so many Cowboys fans. Mm. Patriots also you know how, you know people look at the Patriots as either you respect them as you know what they've done or you hate them with the passion. So like that touchdown in overtime would have been a sports book game for sure. I would have loved to have. Uh, but that was a loss for you. I don't want to harp on that. Give me your uh, the other worst bad beat of the season. Uh, I, I think it's Clemson, Florida State, where, you know, I've coined the phrase pitchy, pitchy, woo, woo. That was uh, it. Everybody knows it. Um, it's coming. Scott and I even went to the Eddie uh, Mush screen uh, for that one and diagrammed all the things that had to happen. Um, I actually had Clemson in that game uh, and actually kind of turned – the season around for me, uh, we, we ended the season really well, and that was the start of it, and that's what it took to be on right. the right side of that, uh, to see Florida State throw the ball all the way around the field, to know you need a touchdown for the cover uh, the other way with Clemson only being up at a point, a couple, and I think they were given nine, um, and, and to get that over was was incredible. They scored, they scored late in the game, too, They scored right? late. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. scored late. Yeah, because yeah. They, they, they fumbled. They had a sack and fumble. Florida State took the lead. Clemson was winning the whole right. game. And Florida it, State went up a couple, and then Clemson miraculously drove the ball down the field and then got the defensive touchdown. Right, because it uh, wasn't just I, it wasn't just pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo. It was the way it all uh, came together for them. And, and, and it's just, you know, to me, like, and that's what I tried to show is, you know, now with everybody trying to run those Crocs mesh routes to start it, to get guys, you know, where the defense just plays outside on the boundaries, to bring those guys in and get up the sideline. The guy doesn't even look up the sideline. He has a lane up right. the sideline. He doesn't even look. He just wants it because he's coached. Hey, as soon as you catch it, get rid of it and pitch it back. 
He doesn't even look, and he has about 70 yards on the sideline if he really wanted to. It's crazy yeah. the way it lines that, up. I, I think that's the one. That's definitely the one for the college football season for sure. Before we wrap it up, give me um, let's do this. Georgia minus seven and a half against Michigan. Total 44 and a half. How you looking on site in total there? Well, to me, I, I, I really am intrigued to see what we get from Georgia. I mean, I, I think they got demoralized in that win against Alabama. Um, I thought Alabama was pretty cl- uh, plenty capable, knowing that Bryce Young was going to win the Heisman Trophy. They had him, and Georgia doesn't. And I know people say Stetson Bennett wasn't the reason uh, they lost that game, and he wasn't. They were bad on defense. The receivers weren't good. Um, but to me, I think Michigan lines up a lot better from a matchup perspective for Georgia. Um, but they're still going to need to score points, and I, I worry about that offense. I think right now uh, I think the number is great because I see it probably ended up at seven. Um, Michigan's as hot as anybody in the country. Uh, they run the ball really well, but they're not going to be able to do that uh, against Georgia. They're going to have to make plays on their own. Uh, I think Georgia wins, wins the game, but right now I would lean towards taking the points with Michigan. So the, Michigan's quarterback against that Georgia defense, if he has to throw, does it worry you at all? Or you think no, be able no, to get creative enough? They, they have to be able to use play action. And no. Georgia's not going to respect play action unless Michigan could run the ball. Um, you know, I, I was really happy for them finally getting over the hump and beating Ohio State. And the only way to beat Ohio State was they were going to have to run the ball when they knew they were going to run the ball and keep the ball away from Ohio State. And they did that. But that Ohio State defense is nothing what Georgia has on defense. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's a phenomenal matchup. Uh, I, I'm You're never going to hear a bad word from me about Jim Harbaugh for knowing what he did at the, for the Stanford program uh, when he went there. So I'm, I'm really happy for him. And I just – for all the Big Ten people out there, you know, that always take a shot at the SEC and say they have the benefit of the doubt, like I don't want to hear it anymore. Like this is your best chance you've had. You have your best team against the SEC's second-best team. Right. Line up and beat them. I don't want to yeah. hear anything more about it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm fascinated by the matchups. I'm pumped because the underdogs have their opportunity now at, at, at the SEC, the big, bad SEC. So I, I, I can't wait for the games. Uh, I think they've done a great job with the lines on them, too, with the other one being 13-and-a-half because I think all the Alabama betters are going to already bet it. And then, you know, I think it's going to go up. So uh, if you like Cincinnati, I would, I would wait. So that's where I was going to go. Bama minus 13 and a half against Cincinnati. Total is 58. Where, where do you uh, go with that one? I think it's a huge game for Cincinnati's quarterback, Desmond Ritter. Um, you know, I, I took a flyer on him before the year. Uh, I think I got him at 40 to one to win the Heisman. He's obviously not even invited. But I just look at the opportunity they had. They had games at Notre Dame, Indiana. I thought they were going to run the table. Uh, but they've done things differently. They've run the ball a lot better. Uh, I still think there's holes in that Alabama uh, defense where Cincinnati could could play well, but we know I, Cincinnati has to play their A game. And, you know, people are going to talk about last year when they played Georgia in the Peach Bowl and Georgia didn't have players. I don't think Cincinnati played their A game, and they, they got beat in the last second field goal. They're going to have to tighten it up. They have great secondary uh, talent. Uh, they got NFL guys in the secondary. Now, this isn't USF and UCF. Like, right. this is Alabama. Like, that strain on your secondary is going to be 60 minutes long, and you got to play well for 60 minutes. And the problem I have with Cincinnati is they haven't seen anything like Will Anderson for Alabama, uh, the defensive end pass rusher. That guy is an absolute wrecking ball. Uh, so 
I'm still going back and, and watching Cincinnati's old line to see how what they could do uh, there. But I, 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 same thing. Like the underdog, you know, group of five. You got your opportunity. Prove you can hang around. I'm happy they made it, man. Like they deserve yeah. to, to to be in this spot. Um, in my opinion, 100%. and you know, I just hope they play. I to me, and, and this is a big thing in, in sports for me, Jimmy is. These teams that get to this opportunity, this this chance. My last game, I played. I, I played in the Rose Bowl. We lost to Ron Dane at Stanford, and we got. We 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 all four years. We we wanted to get there. We wanted to play on New Year's Day, and we we didn't play well. Um, and I, I I pray for these teams to when they're on this stage, just play well. And I hope that these four teams play well. And yeah. I, I don't want anything un, uncircumstance, you know, unfortunate things to happen in the game. Uh, but same thing. I think Bama wins, but I do think Cincinnati has the goods to hang around and, and cover the number. I do. I, I, I wish I want to bet Cincinnati. I wish they would have had just one other game against someone like a Notre Dame, you know, just what, you know, cause if you have two in there, it's, you know, they yeah. beat Notre Dame. Can't take that away from them. But like you said, the rest of the schedule, you don't know if that, how much credence to put in that one Notre. Dame. I, I wish it was just one more. Um, they had one more game like that. It would, you know, yeah, in, in terms of evaluating for this game. I hear you. I mean, and that's the thing nobody wants to hear is like, I think Houston's a pretty capable team. Uh, yeah. I was really impressed. Like they, they needed to, uh, I mean, going in and not knowing what happened in the big 12 game, like Cincinnati had to go in and be impressive and win and going back and looking like if Oklahoma state won that game, I sort of feel like Cincinnati still gets in. I really do. Um, and that's a credit to them. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they, I mean, the pressure of, of knowing you have to win every week is something that nobody understands until you're in those shoes. And I think they showed a lot in doing so. Um, I think they're built for this. Uh, I think Fickle's got a tremendous chance to show out and, and have his team ready to play against Alabama. Um, and it's something. And when you have this game circled, man, like there's there's nothing there's nothing like the feeling of having that underdog knowing that you can win a game. Now to go out and do it and execute. Right. That's the, that's what we need to see, and I know they're confident. Um, so I'm, I'm I, like I said, I'm fired up for New Year's Eve. I, I think we got awesome opportunities for all the teams. Every every human being outside of the state of Alabama will be rooting for them hard. So they'll they'll have that going <laughs> for them. Appreciate you coming on, um, Stanford Steve and the Bear Podcast. Bad beats every Monday. And then of course you still do other Sports Center stuff with SVP, so people can catch you there. I always feel a little sad this time of year, like you know, because now we. <laughs> We have the bowls and then it's over. The NFL, you can almost see the end there. I mean, you guys keep doing bad beats with yep. college basketball, but for me, I feel like this is the end. So I had to have you on to, to sort of uh, give you some praise for bad beats because it's so enjoyable. Well, I appreciate you thinking of me. And uh, like I said, uh, we're here for the fans, man. We're game watchers. We know they're out there. Um, and we just try and entertain people to the best of our abilities and, and have fun doing it in the same time. So I appreciate you thinking of me again. Anytime. Have a happy holiday. Talk for us long. I said hello when you go jump on his pod now, too. <laughs> I will. Thanks, <laughs> Take guys. it easy. All right. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. All right, everyone. Time for our weekly train of thought segment. I bring in my buddy Sal Licata from WFAN Radio. We've made a big stink about Sal becoming the permanent overnight host at the fan. And now for the month of December, he's on from 10 to 2, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. His whole life has been turned upside down. So (laughs) if you're a podcast listener who likes to hear Sal on WFAN in New York, you will not hear him from midnight to 5 a.m. for the month of December. It'll be 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then in January, things get back to normal. Talk about having your body clock all fucked up. Uh, I mean, I just was starting to get acclimated to the overnights. And it's like, hey, uh, we're going to need you to do middays for the rest of the month. Okay, yes, sir. And then I'm trying to, I'm, I mean, the commute, by the way, I don't know how people commute every day at normal hours there is an advantage to working at night i know it sucks you work at night but i'm always off hours waking up at 6 a.m to get on the train or to drive in through rush hour oh my god i could do it for it's a month rough. yeah and I, you did it for a while i know brutal i know so only i mean you know you don't want to say anything good came out of the pandemic but not having right. to commute for three hours a day was definitely a benefit um a lot of topics to get into i'm going to start with something though just to totally stroke my ego but i just want to give a little shout out here to the big lead who did uh year-end sports media awards and somehow this podcast got nominated for best podcast of the year you've been a part of it so i wanted to mention that to you and the feedback having you on has been great and train of thoughts um to get nominated with bill simmons who's you know sort of like the og god of podcasting and then part of my take or have the best podcast like bar none in sports history is pretty ridiculous. So um, I have to thank everybody that listens throughout the year, every guest who came on you and especially Shelby, who is my producer, who I don't mention enough, who presses all the buttons and rearranges his schedule. So everybody there deserves a lot of thanks for the little nomination. And it's well, not really that like, you know, like we were nominated for best pie. Like it was the fact that we got lumped in with Bill Simmons and part of my take that, um, made me feel good. First of all, it. congratulations to you. A job well done. Is this the first time you've been nominated? I'm not, I'm new I to guess. the podcast game, so I'm not sure. Yeah, what, probably. Know. I mean, yeah, 
That's great. Um, I mean, there's a billion podcasts out there. So if you get mentioned, it's sort of nice um, because there's so much clutter. So congrats. Well, I'll start with that. Before I was ever on, I used to listen to your podcast. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts and it wasn't just, and I'll tell you another thing. You know, I've been on FAN radio, SNY for years. I've almost gotten more reaction from my friends at least. Oh, I heard you with Jimmy. And I'm like, you listen to Jimmy's podcast. You never said one thing about any of my shows. You're listening to me on Jimmy's podcast. Now more, more than one. That has happened a lot. So obviously you do have a popular podcast. Um, You know, it's so funny that, you know, I mean, we're very, very, very good friends. And you say you listened before you started coming on as a regular. And it's so funny because like, not like, you know, my friend Gennaro, who, you know, who's, a, mm. who's one of my closest friends as well. Like he tells me he can't listen to the podcast because he gets sort of he gets anxiety that like either I'm going to like stutter or say something stupid or be embarrassed with a guest and he says like he can't listen because he gets nervous for me and then you have you listening to every episode so it's interesting to have the two friends on opposite ends of That's the spectrum funny. um few things here let me start with this train of thoughts topic um number one or number two if you want to go past the sort of you know mm-hmm. patting myself on the you're right exactly you know? i was gonna say you um, barry horowitz i I've always thought from day one, the most overrated thing in all of sports broadcasting is the rules analyst who comes on, Mike Pereira, Gene Stratator, all these guys come on. If you're going to come on and here's my issue with it, running back fumbles, we all see it's a fumble. They bring in the rules analyst and they go, oh, that's a fumble. We don't, we have eyes. We got it. But they, the fact that they will never say the refs made a bad call, and I'm bringing this up because I was infuriated on Monday night during Bill's Patriots when the Patriots got called for that ridiculous late hit out of bounds when the guy was still inbounds late in the game, fourth quarter. And the ESPN Monday night rules analyst, John Perry, comes on and goes, well, they called it, you know, it was a very technical call. No, it wasn't a technical call. It was a wrong call. It was a terrible call. Everyone <laughs> said it was a terrible call. If you're not going to be able to get out there and say it was a terrible call, then don't come on the TV with your fake analysis. It's so annoying. The, the, it used to work to me with Pereira when he was the first to do it, and then he would explain certain things, and maybe you'd have a better understanding of it. I think he was good at it, and typical everybody else in this world tries to copycat. Well, they did a great one with Pereira. Let me go get this guy and Steratore or whatever, whoever they're bringing in. And you're right, those guys had nothing. It's a waste of time. It's awkward to hear the announcers go to it, and they're not saying anything that we don't already know. The only time I need them is to explain a rule. You know, right. sometimes there's rules with like the, the kick can't be the punt can't be advanced on a muff or if this team touches it first, but this team's allowed them to pick it up. And run. you want to come on and clarify a rule. I have no problem with that. What I, I don't need them now telling me what I see on the replay myself. That's where it's a waste of time. It's a complete waste of time. So what you're going to bring this guy in to tell us whether it's a late hit or not, when we all see it's not a late hit. And then he goes, well, it's a technical call. They, they'd be better off. Now he may help the broadcast as far as giving the announcers info. They'd be better off doing that off the air. The viewer doesn't need to see it. We need the info. I don't need a referee's opinion on what I'm watching. I can see if it hit the ground and I don't need somebody to say, well, and then they never, they're never decisive anyway. It's always, they don't want to be wrong. Like that's going to be the, well, it might've touched the ground. Either if you're going to be on either tell me what you think and, and take a risk or just get off the air. I don't want to hear it. Explain I don't to want me the rules. That's it. 
I don't want them telling me what I see. If you want to explain a rule that's confusing, that's fine. But don't tell me what I'm seeing with my own eyes. It, it's useless. The problem is they're getting paid, so they got to bring them on to justify the but, fact. But that that's what paid. I'm saying. Maybe he could help the bro- or whoever they are can help the broadcast in the background and feed the you know the info to whoever the analyst is and say the rule. We don't need to hear a third person chime in and say nothing. I agree. It's ridiculous. It's it infuriated me Monday night. It's been going Speaking on of- for years. I'm glad you brought it up because it's been going on for years. It's bothering me. At first, people thought it was like one of the best inventions. And I think maybe there was a little novelty there. And maybe they came on and explained some things here and there that worked out. But now over the course of time, it it's, I'd say 75% useless, 25% they give you something interesting. Yeah. Speaking um, of Monday night, I lo- we've talked about this, you and I, multiple times about less guests on Manning Cast, And they did it this week with only three guests. And I don't know if it was intentional or not on the ESPN, Peyton, Eli, Omaha, the productions, whoever it was. But I wonder if they were like, okay, this is a big game. This is a legit game. We got Bills Patriots. Let's have Peyton and Eli dig in in the first quarter and then we'll get to the guests. Or if they couldn't get a guest or if they said, oh, let's try it this way. You know, even with a shitty game. I think no guess in the first quarter is the way to go because the game's not going to get out of hand yet in the first quarter. So you can have Eli and, and Payton really do the football stuff for the first quarter, but before things, may, you know, maybe you have a blowout, that's going to happen later on. So stick to Eli and Payton for the first quarter, and then you have the guests, you know, second, third, and fourth. It, I thought it worked out so much better this week. It was probably my favorite one. Now, I'll admit, I'm all in on the Manning cast. I, to a point where I can't even watch. I don't even like the regular broadcast. So I'm all in on the Manning cast. Even though, and I love Dave Letterman, you and I have gone to see Letterman plenty of times to get, you know how much I love Dave Letterman. It was still, again, awkward. Can you figure out the damn Zoom for Christ's sake? I don't know how they, I mean, this is your, but you're on TV and you're, you're on TV and you're on radio. Can they fix the delay? I mean, here's, here's what they could do. Let the hosts or guests know that there's going to be a delay. So I don't know if there's a way to technically fix it, but at least say, hey, there's a slight delay here. Be patient. Don't jump on each other. And they don't do it. I'll give Peyton credit because the next morning, Peyton was on Good Morning Football. Shout out to my guy, Schrager and Kyle Brandt. And Peyton, Kyle asked Peyton how he would grade himself as an interviewer on a scale of one to 100. And Peyton said he gave himself a 20. And he huh. said, he goes, because I keep interrupting everyone. He goes, I interrupted David Letterman like three times last night while he was trying to tell jokes. Now, he's not interrupting. I think it's the de- I think I think it's the delay. I think, you know, Peyton's being hard on himself there. I think the del- and listen, Peyton and Eli, if they're doing it every week, they can sort of get where they're going with the delay. I think the guests, though, they don't know what the hell's going on. They're not used to doing it. And then there's a delay and it messes everybody See, it's up. It's infuriating. It messes the whole thing up. But back to your point about not having a guest in the first quarter, I loved it. You could see the energy was different. Peyton was just into the game. They're not joking around, messing around with stupid helmets or football. I, I loved that part. And it, it doesn't have to be that way always, but it was great. Right. It worked out perfectly because they had a lot to chew on with the weather and the wind and then Belichick being the genius and the strategy he was going to implement. They could really get into that. So it it was really perfect that they didn't have. If if I'm watching, if I'm a viewer and I feel, you know, you talked about Gennaro before feeling anxious listening to the podcast. If I'm feeling angst, 
during an interview that means it's not right it's not comfortable right. and i'm even with joe buck in the end like they ask him to do so and i just i, I feel like it's either going to step on the game or he's going to go too long or i'm thinking oh here comes the break the two minute warning right. you know they didn't even get to say goodbye to letterman it just went yeah. away that was it end of the quarter or whatever happened there and that's it i just to me it's just not work they got to clean that up if they're going to go with guests clean it up a little bit akib talib was great too i i i loved i thought he had a i thought he was really strong when he said you know, there's all this stuff about Belichick with his rules. He goes, he only has three rules. He goes, show up on time, know your stuff, don't mess with the media. Like, that's it. He goes, he goes we didn't have dress codes. He said, you know, players would show up in pajamas sometimes to walkthroughs. Um, so I thought that, you know, since he played, Tilly played for Belichick, I thought that was good insight there that, you know, you get on the Manning cast. No Manning cast till January 3rd now. Is that the last Browns, week or second last to last week? week? Yeah, they're doing the last. Uh, no, I think it's the second to last week. But it's it the is the last, last Monday. Yeah, it's the second to last week of the regular season. Browns Steelers, January 3rd is the next manicast. And then they will do two weeks after that. The playoffs? ESPN will have the Monday night wild card game. Wow, That's and they're doing new, that? And they, they'll do that. That'll yeah. be the true test. I don't know if I could do a playoff game with the manicast. Well, it's going to be wild card weekend. So you might, I mean, you know. You get maybe you get uh see I don't know if they get AFC NFC but if it's you know yeah Eagles but either way you know, I don't want to be messing around with what whoever guests they decide to put on there I, I playoff might be a little different I, that'll be the true test for me I love the show I love Manning Cast so I want, we'll find out yep but no Manning Cast till January third at Bed three six five we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Another train of thoughts topic here. I wrote about this last week. I don't know if you saw it. There were some tweets about it. Fox on Christmas Day, as this we can get into now, this will lead to Sal 
giving us some insight into his day and his oh, issues family and holidays. Yeah. Now we've talked about this before. I love that there's two day two NFL games on Christmas Day, 4 30 and 8 o'clock. Sal hates it. Now <laughs> we have an added twist because Fox will be showing, I think it's Browns against somebody at four o'clock. Packers, Browns, Pack- Packers. Browns, Packers, 4.30 Christmas Day. Leading into that game from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern before the 4.30, you'll have a pregame show for a half hour at 4, kickoff 4.30 Browns, Packers. From 2 to 4 is going to be a two-hour documentary slash tribute show to John Madden, and the trailer looked tremendous. So now on Christmas Day, if you want to avoid the family, you get locked in two o'clock on the Madden dock leading right into Brown's Packers. And that documentary, the trailer's out there. You can check train of thoughts, Google it. Looks tremendous. I cannot wait to see this. However, I'm going to have to wait to see this. I mean, unless I choose divorce, I'm either going to choose Madden <laughs> and then two football games and that's divorce that comes with it or stay married and have to DVR it and wait. I, I'm more interested in that in the Madden special than I am the actual games. I get why they're putting it on Christmas Day. Most people will be home around the TV. I'll be at my in-laws who aren't even sports fans who will accommodate me and put the TV on. But that's not the way you got. I got to watch that Madden special in isolation by myself. The games you could have on, but I'm I so cannot funny. wait for this. I'm so funny with these documentaries sometimes because I'll be, you know, like they'll announce like, oh, we're doing a John Madden doc. And I'm like, we've seen John Madden docs. Do we need it? Like, have we? I, I, well, there's always like NFL Network has done shows on him. And, there's, you know, I don't know I just feel like when it, when they announce it, I'm like, oh, OK, then I see the trailer. I'm like, oh, I can't freaking wait. <laughs> this is yeah. this, this is I mean, I'm sure same thing for you. For me, this is wheelhouse. Like, I'm not sure you could come up with a better documentary in the NFL for me. You're right. We've seen some stuff. The football lives have been great and some insight to Belichick or Brady or whatever. But Madden's a guy, come on, we grew up on John Madden and Summerall. I love those two guys. I wish they could do all due respect to the current guys. I wish I could hear Madden and Summerall do a game. So to get some insight and see Madden maybe in depth for a two hour special, I cannot wait. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Another train of thoughts topic. I tweeted this the other day and I said, I got to check in with Sal on this. I love having the Christmas tree up when I'm watching an NFL football game. It adds so much. You shut the lights off, the Christmas tree's up, the football's on. It's the perfect setting. Do you feel the same way or you don't care? You know, I never really thought about it. At Growing up at my parents' house, the Christmas tree was in the same room as the TV, and I loved it. You know, Christmas tree, everybody's happy. It's, well, I mean, people are stressed, but most of the time, at least my parents were happy <laughs> and until we had to go somewhere or people coming over, and that stress kicks in. But anyway, it's a joyous time. It feels good, warm and cozy. In my current setup at home, we have the t- we have the tree in a different room than the TV. Oh right, right, right. You hold you have a whole theater downstairs, and there's no tree down. Well, there. not even that. Even in the the den, we have now, and now it's just chaos with the baby stuff going on. Right. So there's no room for the tree. But yes, I do like I. You know what? I got to change the setup a little bit because I like having the tree in a room we're going to be in often, as opposed to just some side room. That we I always really put use. the tree up a little early and leave it up a little late because I want it for every football game that can. There's something about the lights in the tree with the football. It's a very relaxing, peaceful setting. See, we talked about we talked about this. Now I love that, but how does the tree last? We always, you know, I'll probably get it this weekend, I guess, or maybe just keep watering it. Well, you gotta just keep watering it. I want it to last through the new year. It's got to take out the garbage January second. 
Yeah, it lasts. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, usually, yeah, it's very dry. Needles Anyways. all over the place. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's. You got yours problem. a week ago. You made, yeah. You, yeah. I'll have it till January 9th or whatever that. Wow. That week. Yeah. It just, you know what it makes when you lose the bets, you're a little calmer because the tree's <laughs> off the lights. I don't know about that. You went bullshit. I don't curse a lot, but that is bullshit because I was getting some texts from you last weekend. Was your tree up? I was getting some text about your frustrating what? losses this week. The tree didn't do the job, I guess, this week. Yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a problem last week. <laughs> it makes you calmer after you lose bets. Who are you kidding? What was the four o'clock game that did me in? What was the oh the Ravens yeah. and the Steelers? Didn't oh, you have yeah. the Giants yeah. over? Or yeah, that was like that? Not, that was that was just a throwaway. It was oh, the, you it was had the another Ravens. one. Though. Yeah, it right. was the Ravens that did me in. Here's <laughs> let me like here's meanwhile you get the Steelers over for the year. Well, here's You're the thing. Against well, that, I was just going to bring this up. I've never hated an NFL team more than <laughs> I hate the current Steelers because the only they were the only team I bet a win total for. I bet over eight and a half wins for the season for the Steelers. And I'm going to lose because of the tie with the freaking Lions. That tie is going to make me lose my bet. They're going to finish with eight wins. They'll finish with eight wins. They'll finish eight, eight, and one. I have over eight and a half, and I will lose because they tied at home with the Lions. I hope nothing but bad things to that team. <laughs> at least we the get worst. the truth here. Oh, yeah. man. You check their schedule. They don't have any, any shot. This schedule is impossible. Okay, yeah. They play the Titans. They play the Ravens and they play maybe the Chiefs. Oh, I, did we mention before the Browns again? Yeah, the Browns. Yeah. No, maybe, yeah. I mean, uh, they got to win. They've got to win Thursday night against. against oh, Minnesota, Minnesota. Right. They okay. have to. That's that's their only hope. The last thing. Now, I'm a couple of years older than you. So I when you were growing up in the 80s, did you watch different strokes of the facts of life? Yes, both. Okay, so Jimmy Kimmel does this outstanding thing. He's done it in the past with the Jeffersons and all in the family. And um, he's done it with a couple of other shows where they recreate an episode. And he did it this week with the facts of life and different strokes. Very enjoyable. It's just fun for the nostalgia play. Mm -hmm. If you grew up in the 80s, a lot of, you know, Snoop Dogg was on the different stroke show. Jennifer <laughs> Aniston was in the the facts of life show opens up with the actress Lisa Welch, who played Blair on the original series. I've ne I'm still free. This is 24 hours later. And I'm completely freaked out. I've never seen a person, male or female, look exactly the same that they did 40 years ago. I posted the video on my Twitter. Exactly the same from 40 years ago. It's freaky. Did you see it? I did. I happened to catch it. I don't know if my wife made a point to watch it. We were just stumbled across the channels and found it. So we did. And we happened to see the beginning. And when she came out now, I know by look, right? I mean, I've watched right. the show. I'm not an expert on it. I was thinking, oh, wow, they got somebody that looks just like. That's what I thought. I thought it was an actress playing her. And then I realized when they brought out the one who played Natalie, I was like, holy crap, that is that's really her my wife said right away oh my god she looked exactly the same and i didn't believe that it was the same person i thought it was an actress incredible i, I cannot believe i mean 40 years 40 <laughs> years and she looks the same and i don't even think it was just a lot of makeup like she looked naturally very yeah. similar yeah. to what she i couldn't even believe that i didn't stick with the whole thing did you watch that i thought uh I, yeah i watched the union thing. was good as uh yeah yeah tootie yeah too yeah exactly yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I always stick with the whole thing. Well, how was different strokes? Good? Yeah, it was good. Okay. Was good. Freaked me out. Um, <laughs> I know. It's incredible. I was freaked out. I was like, what is going on here? 
Um, that's a f- cool thing that Kimmel does though, where they, cause it's lot. That's the other thing. It's live. That's why I like to watch it. Cause I want to see if someone messes up or flubs a line sure, and, and yeah. all that stuff. So <laughs> you always root for failure and mis- yeah, I want to see if somebody messes I'm, up. I'm in the content game. Someone messes yeah, up. It's that's content. That's, I that's was blown away because I didn't even know much about it. And I was like, oh, wait, is that Jennifer Aniston? There? Yeah, and, I yeah. and I knew Gabrielle Union. I saw that before that she was going to play there somewhere. But it was cool from what yeah. I saw of it. All right. So I'll let you go get some rest. I know you're on a crazy schedule. Oh, I appreciate man, you doing this. And uh, we will check in with you next week right here on Train of Thoughts. Thanks. I'll talk to you later. Congrats on the no- on the uh, nomination there. Yes. That's awesome. It's just an honor to be nominated. That's yeah. the that's the line. <laughs> All right. See you. See you later. All right. My thanks to Stanford, Steve and Sal Licata and you guys for listening to this week's episode. If you missed any previous episodes, go into the SI Media Podcast archives and check them out. Recent guests. We had Jim Miller on last week to discuss sort of the history of HBO. We got into some sports things as well on the Manning cast and um, NFL ratings. We had an all train of thoughts edition a couple of weeks ago for Thanksgiving. Other guests recently, Kenny Mayne, Becky Lynch from the WWE, The Ringers, Kevin Clark, Al Michaels. If you missed any of those interviews, go into the archives and check them out. All right, we'll see you next week. Troy Aikman on the podcast next week. So that should be a good one as well. Stay safe and take care. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.